Hi everyone, welcome back to the Outliers podcast. I'm your host Pankaj Mishra and we are back with a new season of Outliers called the season of resilience. These are uncertain times and everyone is trying to cope with uncertainties, anxiety and so many unanswered questions. We thought we could be useful to all of you by doing a fresh series of conversations with Outliers and some new guests please stay safe and i really hope all of us get out of this stronger and more resilient thank you today i'm i'm really thrilled uh, and of course sobered by what is happening around us to have this conversation with nitin kamat who is uh, bootstrapped his startup zeroda over a few years and is looked upon by many as a role model uh, when it comes to building a business without funding the way we know it in the ecosystem so welcome nitin hey thanks pankaj for having me on the show how are you holding up nitin with everything uh, happening around i mean today you know coincidentally is the worst day for stock markets in the last I don't know how many decades. Uh, so you know, we had a really bad day today in the on the stock exchanges. So, so yeah, I mean, it's it's unreal right now. And I mean, I I don't think I, I still can't figure. Is it a dream? I mean, is it a nightmare or is it real? Because it just feels like you're in a movie, and you know, you just don't know how. You know, so it's yeah, it's 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 really tough. I think you know. So yeah, it's kind of a dystopian future. playing right in front of our eyes yeah no it just feels like i'm in the netflix movie right now you know it just feels like there's a movie i saw some few days back and somehow in the, i'm in the middle of all of this and uh just yeah it's it's and you know it's happening so fast that uh, you know it's still not sunk in right as in like i've been working from home for the last i think what two and a half weeks now and mm-hmm. uh, but still not sunk in you know i mean I, it's just you know it just feels like it was just one day it's still not over you know the day i started working from home to till now you know, so it's hmm. you know, i i just hope all of this gets over i don't know how but i hope it it, it all gets over fast you know i mean i don't know about the business side but at least uh, this whole social problems that you know that, that all of this will create the economic problems you know i mean I, you know i hope it goes away fast and i mean our founders can always you know fight it through and cope up with all these challenges but you know if, if the entire economy goes goes for a toss you know i mean fixing uh, fixing it will take a long time you know so, so yeah so it's it's uh, it's uh, yeah it's quite unreal you know so <laughs> absolutely uh, you know and with you uh, completely in hoping that things get better uh, let's uh, start from the start nitin since we are having this conversation for the first time uh, in this podcast uh, give me a sense of where you come from nitin and uh, you know give me a sense of growing up and then we can get into uh, the zeroda journey <laughs> okay no no i mean see the thing is i got introduced to stock markets really really early uh, my dad used to work for canara bank uh, i mean i don't really come from a business family so we used to uh, you know he took us around the country and uh, eventually we landed up in uh, you know in bangalore and uh, i was doing my 9th 9th and 10th standard and uh, i i used to live around this community of uh, a lot of these marwadis and i got introduced to trading and uh, 
call it lure of quick money you know so uh, i started trading really really early and then i was doing my engineering at that time uh, by the time i finished my engineering i had you know i ha- had a trading capital i had borrowed some money and etc and i blew it all out worked in a call center for 3 4 years then uh, during those call center days i used to trade during days and work in the night so this was 2001 to 2005 2005 uh, you know i met a gentleman who who asked me dude what do you do and i showed him my uh, you know trading account performance he liked it he said will you manage my money as well so um so i started he was my first customer started managing his money in 2005 uh, i became a franchisee of a bigger brokerage firm uh, in 2005 as well and uh, you know the customers you know you know performed well so new customers added my younger brother joined me around 2007 as well you know so uh, in 2008 uh, you know markets fell and we made some money uh, 2009 i was feeling a little burnt out you know this day trading is is extremely stressful it's it's almost like uh, you know playing a t20 game every day uh, so i thought i'll take a break from trading for a bit and my younger brother nikhil he was a better trader than i was so we said why don't you continue trading and uh, yes that's uh, essentially how zerola started you know uh, so when i wanted to take a break from trading i didn't really know anything else to do in life other than trading so and i always wanted to be a, a better broker than what i had as a you know i i, I had used well different brokerage firms in india and i thought there was an opportunity to be a better broker than what they were and so in 2010 is when we started the business so yeah we're, we're almost 10 years old now so. <laughs> great if you were to look back uh, at the journey uh, nitin of zero building zerota uh, over the last decade right. uh, and if you were to hand pick you know two three defining moments in the journey mm-hmm. uh, both good and bad uh, what would be they and and can you uh, you know go deeper in, in illustrating those events See, the thing is uh, when we started the business right as in there was no tech you know i i come from no tech background or no one no nikhil or you know the core team that we were when we started in 2010 we were like a five member team you know which we were together for a long time before that as well so there was no tech you know it was essentially a, a better business idea and uh, we use vendor platforms and we built a business on top of that uh, so in 2000 Uh, 13, you know, Kalash who heads our tech. So, uh, you know, I, I came across him, and then uh, I knew that by that time, by the time 2013, that you know, I can't keep building this business on vendor products. You know, I mean, so we had to do something on our product side as well, as in that's the only way you can stay ahead of your competition. Uh, so, I think the first defining moment for us was actually finding Kalash, you know, so and getting him on board. Uh, I mean, he's he, you know. he hates to be called a co-founder because he joined 3 years late but you know he's he's as much as a co-founder uh, for me than you know like any other co-founder can be you know so uh, so 2013 finding him was one uh, now then in 2015 because today you know what zeroda is you know we are not a brokerage firm we are more a technology firm which is also potential you know essentially doing brokerage business mm-hmm. right so that that transition he's he's been instrumental for that 2000 i think 2015 uh, december we so we had our first product that we built out uh, by our trading platform uh, we launched it in 2015 early 
And in 2015, December, you know, there was this whole wild idea that we had one day, you know, saying uh, we used to charge 20 rupees a trade uh, mm-hmm. for, you know, people who speculate as well as people who invest. Now, people who invest is a, you know, is smaller trading volumes versus people who speculate. Right? So we said, how about we make this 20 rupees zero for people who invest? Because people who invest don't really bring too much risk to the business. You know, the, you know, like for example, if you want to buy, say, a lakh rupees of in, in Reliance industry stock, you will put your lakh rupees in your account and you buy a lakh rupees of stock. So you don't really bring any kind of uh, risk to the business. So we said, why don't we just do it for zero? Uh, and that was, again, you know, like a, uh, like a turning point for us in the business because as soon as we went zero, you know, this whole virality kicked for the business. Uh, mm-hmm. We added more accounts, I think, in one month in 2017 than what we added in the first five, five and a half years of our business. Um, so uh, that was the second. And the third big tipping point, probably the biggest, of, you know, has been the demonetization, right? So, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it uh, because the biggest challenge for the business was onboarding a customer. If you mm-hmm. wanted to open a trading and demand account, you know, back in the day, you, you had to sign a 30, 40 page document and attach, I don't know how many proofs. Um, thanks to demonetization, people started using Aadhaar. They started using for Aadhaar for KYC, Aadhaar for sign. So, you know, now you could offer a complete online onboarding. Um, so, uh, so most of, a, you know, business growth has happened after demon act, you know, so, um, so yeah, so these these three were, you know, tipping points. Which I mean, uh, uh, these three were like those points, you know, which which have helped us significantly. I mean, negatively, you know, there hasn't, you know, thankfully there hasn't been too many uh, in this last nine ten years of Zeroda. You know, there hasn't been too many such, you know, like like I, I actually n- not really any big bad moment as such as a business. You know, so. We've been quite lucky, I, I would say. You know? So let's see how this current situation plays out. But, uh, but until now, with Zeroda, at least, there haven't been too many tough times. Oh, Godspeed with that, uh, Nitin. <laughs> uh, but one of the key things about your journey and Zeroda's journey is the model itself, which is bootstrapping. Right. Uh, that kind of also negates uh, some of the external factors that play out in a founder's journey uh, most of the times. Right. Uh, so what has been your experience? Because it can even get lonely sometimes, right? Bootstrapping. No, I'm, see, the thing is, uh, I, I don't know if investors are really your co-founders or friends, right? As an investor has a different kind of a mandate. So I, I don't know if, you know, are you going to be lonely by not having an investor? I'm not really sure. You know? So, I mean, of course, you'll be lonely if you don't have a team uh, who works closely, uh, you know, I mean, then, yeah, then, uh, so I don't know if bootstrapping, you know, really means you're lonely and etc. but, uh, um, no, I think, uh, looking back, see, when we started the business, uh, we were very raw, you know, I mean, I don't think, like, I keep saying this, you know, if I was a VC, I wouldn't have invested in a person like me, right, so, <laughs> you know, uh, the reason was, one, was 2010, you know, it was probably the worst time to start broking business because 2008-9 after the market crash, uh, you know every broking firm in the world was trying to diversify and do other things. So you know, and there was this company. You know, we were trying to start brokerage business. Uh, 
you know so but then like i think you know looking back last 20 years of my life doing business i think this right place right time is more important than anything else you know i mean uh, you know if if you were to ask me in 2010 if you were to go ask 10 people nine people out of 10 would have said starting a broking business say hey, back in 2010 is foolishness you know? so uh, but then it, it it worked out really really well for us and it was not that you know we were super smart to think about it uh and start in 2010 right it is it's just uh, right place right time and uh you know i think there's a very thin line between passion and foolishness you know if it works out you know you're called passionate if it doesn't you know you're called foolish you know so it's uh you know so today it worked out so people call me passionate and you know they look up to me etc but we very clearly easily could have not worked out as well so um so yeah so this this whole bootstrapping again you know was not out of choice uh you know raising money was tough so that's how we started but then once we start the business and we started making some money um you know and i started you know interacting with the ecosystem started meeting with other people who raise money etc i you know it never you know i i never knew what money will bring for the business you know so one thing was i was very sure that i'm not going to you know uh blow money to acquire a customer in the sense you know uh, uh, so the thing is our business is a little different i don't know if you know everyone who's listening can really just say you know i'll also do this uh, see in the business of money right when you save you invest uh you don't just trust a brand because of an advertisement right uh, now would you put your money in say amanat cooperative bank because they give the 13% on the fixed deposit right mm-hmm. you you don't i mean because uh you know for you the brand's credibility is as important as how much return you make as well right so uh you know so for for us you know when we were building the business we realized that in the business of money advertisement in itself doesn't really bring uh big edge right so the, uh um so yeah so so we said you know if if you're not going to really spend on marketing and advertisement so what really is the cost of building a business and mm-hmm. um uh, but we took extreme amounts of effort you know like uh, so the education initiatives that we run i think you know i don't know i must have answered 20000 different people just on those places you know so it's wow. so Uh, it's it's you know today if you look at our education initiative i think after investopedia is probably the largest in the world uh, you know so it's extremely engaging is tens of thousands of people who come and participate right so and it's completely free you know so we don't even capture the lead you know we don't do you know it, it isn't done with an intention to generate leads i mean we are doing it saying that we want to grow the ecosystem share the knowledge etc if you look at land and water city for example you wouldn't probably even find zeroda logo anywhere you know so mm-hmm. uh, you know so we've we've taken that kind of a stance it's a hard way to grow the business but it's it's more longer lasting you know so once you build relationships you know when people come they you know you know we are taking so much effort to help them out they you know it's a relationship you're building and uh, what we've realized is you know it it took us 5 6 years of that effort before we actually started seeing the results of it and it's just so crazy you know sometimes like this month uh, we've opened 150000 new accounts and you know and uh, and i'm wondering you know who are these people because you know i mean we haven't done any marketing we haven't done any advertisement we charge an account opening fees for people who want to open an account with us right so i think it is it is those years of effort you know uh, you know which uh, which cannot be quantified right and 
So now these things that we've done, right? It, it would have been extremely tough for us to do if, uh, you know, I think there were investors and etc. Right? How mm-hmm. do you, you know, like how how do I go quantify my time and effort? Um, saying, you know, the CEO of the company is spending three hours a day answering people on the forum. Right now, how do I justify to an investor that this is worth while doing it? You know, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 very tricky. You know, so I think. As we grew the business, we realized that um, not having an investor is probably an edge we have over our competition. And just being, you know, nimble and just being really fast, you know, like, uh, like you know, how Murdoch has said, right? And it's, I think there's a world of you not know, the fast beating the slow and not really the big beating the small. And 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 to be fast, I think, you know, all these enablers, right, which is. Uh, I mean, one of the enablers of being fast is uh, is lesser decision and you know, a faster decision making is lesser people involved. You know, so uh, mm-hmm. so like for example, I said one of the big moments we had in our business was going zero brokerage on equity investing, and mm-hmm. uh, now that decision was taken in an airport, you know, on a or a beer, uh, and a flight was delayed, and uh, the decision was taken on a Friday evening and Saturday morning we were zero brokerage, right? and and now. If I had to go convince that decision, you know, that the reasoning behind going zero brokerage at that point of time, I don't think any anyone would have uh, allowed it to happen, right? So, um, so yeah. So I think it's it's instincts. It's you know all, all of these together helped us. And now, like you know, when I say this, should everyone try bootstrapping? I I don't know. I mean, because uh, see, the thing is, like I was just telling this the other day to someone that. Uh, if you, if, I think, if someone has like a like really high core competency in a certain domain, mm-hmm. I think the odds of succeeding is higher bootstrapping. Right? Uh, you know, you have s- such high core competence there, and and you also know that money can't really you know help a competition catch up on you really fast. Right? As in, you know, starting Zerodha was not an overnight decision. I I had played it for twelve years before Zerodha. Right. I, I used to run the largest trading communities in the country. I, you know, I used to run the largest Yahoo Messenger group where people used to, you know, come and talk about markets and all of that. You know, so, mm-hmm. so all of that had all of that work had gone in before. You know, so you know, Zerola is not actually a ten-year-old business. You know, if I had to look at it, I think it's actually a twenty-year-old business. Right, and uh, and I think what i realized that you know you are you keep at it you know eventually you know you keep doing the right things and at some point luck hits and you know hopefully good things happen <laughs> you you make some very important points here nitin i think uh, the the points you are m- making are about long term uh, institution building in many ways and i think that that that's what i find very fascinating in terms of understanding the core building blocks of uh, you know zerora the the other aspect nitin is uh, so i understand what happened on the customer or the business side and and the model itself that you have how is it been the journey of building the organization itself what has it meant for you as an individual as a founder uh, what about the culture uh, how how are those building blocks for you which you believe will go uh, you know will will out you know kind of uh, perhaps outlive you Right. No, no. I mean, the thing is, uh, like, if looking back, I think one of those things that I get really excited about is, uh, you know, the core team, uh, 
the out of the first hundred who joined the business, maybe five or six have left. You know, our tech team, which has thirty people, you know, it's such a small tech team which is doing such incredible incredible amounts of work. Uh, is a thirty member team, and we have had hardly had any attrition as such. You know, so I mean, just to, you know, it just I'm super excited. You know, knowing that somehow I'm able to keep all these people without. I mean, it's not like you know we're doing something special for them, you know. So I mean, other than of course giving great work environment and all of that, right? I mean, it's not that we pay more than rest of the world and things like that. But you know, I, you know, the fact that we're still able to keep everyone together is something that I get super excited about. And uh, uh, you know, so while building the team, I think that the way we've gone about it is uh, is try to find people uh, who are young. Uh, you know, and we've—I uh, have not, for example, I have not hired a single. We have not hired a single person in any senior management role from outside the business. You know, every every single person has grown organically from within the company, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to think before that throwing people at problems will solve it. You know, solve the problems, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, slowly I've come to a realization that smaller the teams, the better it is. And uh, and I think one of the reasons for me to change my stance has actually been Kalash or K who heads our tech. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, so now you know we work. Uh, you know the core team is really small, tiny, and uh, very closely bonded kind of a business. You know, company uh, uh, group. So uh, that has helped. Uh, Quite a bit now. In terms of culture, uh, you know, I think I think like I generally like people who are like me, which is uh, <laughs> who believe that uh, luck is a very important factor in life. You know, so right, you know, right place, right time. You know, who don't overemphasize on their skill sets and how you know and all of that. Only people who are who. Who can who can be stay non volatile, you know, put people who don't react and etc. So because I think in a business like ours where volatility is there every day, it's very important that people are not volatile. You know, in the sense, you you know, because if you if you're volatile and markets are volatile and you know, it's just it's just not it's a very potent kind of a you know, combination. So uh, yeah, so uh, I think two three things that we have done while building the team out is one. Uh, hired young people who come with no baggage. Uh, like I, I don't really care about education and background and etc. I'm okay to take a chance as long mm-hmm. as you know they show some you know intent to uh, grow and show some you know basic skill sets of having common sense and etc. You know? So um, so yeah, so we have hired young people and we have slowly groomed people uh, you know to do different things. And also, you know, overall, what we have also done as a business is, you know, kept the business in itself very simple. Um, mm-hmm. Like typically, financial services businesses, they end up complicating the products and etc. You know, they're like HNI products, low net worth products. You know, we, you know, like a combination of H. So with Zerodha, we just have one single product. You know, we have two million customers today, and every single of that single person has. As just the same single deal, you know, it's almost like you know you are this company who sells only idlis, you know. So there's nothing else to sell, you know. So everyone knows how to sell plate of idli, you know. So it's like that, you know. So it just, uh, you know, operationally the leverage you get by keeping a product simple is is immense, you know. 
i think one of those things we didn't get carried on carried away in this journey was try to cater to every single customer right as in mm-hmm. you know be it with a you know with a trading platform itself or be it in terms of a product you know we are we are just you're saying you know we're going to build one thing and, and and if customers don't like it they'll go use someone else right but we'll do this one thing well you know? so and that's kind of worked out okay for us you know? Hmm. You mentioned something very interesting, Nitin, about uh, the volatility, the, the volatility of the business that you are in. Yeah. Uh, so, how do you stay sane? You know, how, how do you uh, maintain the poise? With because your business is, like you clearly said, you know, quite volatile. I mean, I'll give an incident. So, last Monday, right? So, uh, crude oil. You know, I, I don't know if you track the markets, but crude oil opened down thirty percent. and so uh, people who trade crude oil trade through this product called futures and options where the margin required to trade crude is 15% what it means is that if you had 1 lakh rupees and say you had somehow bought crude oil and crude oil went down 30% you lost 2 lakh rupees that means you you lost 1 lakh more than the money you had in your account right? <laughs> and uh, uh so if 1000 of a customers lost One lakh rupees more than what they had in our account, so we have lost crore rupees. Now it almost ends up like you know, as we have to recover that money from our customers, you know, which, as you know, is extremely tough in India, right? So, uh, so yeah, so I mean, uh, things like that happen all the time, and also you know, the markets are open in a six-hour window, you know, so from nine a.m. in the morning to three thirty in the afternoon. and we do between 4 to 6 million trades in that interim right mm-hmm. uh, now we all our trading happens on top of some underlying infra which is the exchanges the lease line connecting to the exchanges and unlike any other business in this country where you can be down and not have too much problem in our case every second we are down is a profit and loss for a person a notional profit and loss right so we can't afford to be down at all Right. Uh, so I mean, yeah. I mean, one is the market volatility itself, and two is you know just managing all these moving pieces is extremely stressful. So no, I think what helps me personally in all of this is one, since I've done this for so long, so now it's almost become like a second nature. So you know, it, <laughs> it you know it uh, this volatility is uh, is almost in me. But you know, even looking back, like you know. further behind in the journey i think one of the ways i've been able to remain sane is actually you know uh, back back in the day when i used to trade uh, you know this so i blew out and i worked for 3 4 years and you know i think that was when i probably matured a little as a person and i think uh, this whole realization that if you don't make peace with your worst possible outcome you will end up being non-sane you know and being you know in a mm-hmm. position where you will take irrational decisions right so so now you know so over the many years you know i think i think i've matured and so today you know in every single thing i do before i do it i know the worst possible outcome uh, i try to make peace with it saying dude if you do this this will happen are you okay with it and only if i'm able to make peace with it is is when i go ahead and do it right so now what happens is you know once you made peace with this worst possible outcome anything else that happens 
is is actually almost feels like a bonus right so um i mean that's the way i've been looking at my life you know and and doing business cuz uh otherwise it's extremely tough you know you know every time you know if you're expecting you know your expectations are too high you know you, you keep getting disappointed you know so and uh, it's very tough you know as a founder to you know to always you know keep leading a team now if if you keep getting disappointed yourself with this huge humongous targets that you know you know it's which is very tough to achieve in the first place so so i think yeah it's 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 probably a different way to look at it but uh, uh but it helps me significantly I, i like you know people who know me closely they 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 vouch that you know i i hardly ever get stressed because you know, whatever i'm doing i'm doing only when i made peace with the worst possible outcome so which this is probably a decent way to lead you know, this life as well you know so <laughs> no that, that's really well said uh, nitin but you know let's look at uh, the scenario today uh, which is unfolding right and which is which seems to be getting worse uh, day after day now when you as a founder or as uh, someone who is building a company looks at such massive uh, thing unfolding in front of you Right. what what do you think about it what what are some of the first things what what is your checklist i mean see the thing is what's happening right now i mean i'd be lying if i say that i mean this is beyond you know a, any checklist anyone can make like i don't even know what founders can essentially do right now uh, you know to i mean of, of course other than uh, you know uh, you know just just not panicking and etc you know so i think um it's 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 actually really like what is happening right now with this current scenario uh i am i'm i'm a little you know caught up as well in a sense you know i i am thinking you know when i'm like in the last few days i've been thinking uh, if this continues for say a month uh mm-hmm. you know the the damage this can cause to the economy you know i think is going to be a lot worse than what the virus can cause you know so in the sense you know directly so um so yeah so i'm right now i think all of us should just pray and hope that uh you know we find a vaccine or we fa- find a way of a new way of life where you know we we get into this mode where we we spot and quarantine people fast uh and not really let this affect the economy you know just bring the whole country to a standstill like this you know so i mean we have to do something in the next few weeks i hope you know our government will take some stance on this and not just our government i think governments around the world right now what can what can founders do in times like this i think one thing uh like i i uh, i give some time for is myself right because uh, for you to be making the right kind of decisions you have to be in the right physical and mental health right so uh, i mean i think it starts there uh, you know sitting like last two weeks of being at home uh, i've realized that you know with all this negative news that's constantly being you know, you know you're just listening to so much negativity from all across you know you're sitting in your house you don't have your you know, you're not in the same kind of a working environment that you you spend you've been comfortable with over the many years you know you have family around you whom you maybe cannot not show your emotions to uh you know so when all of this is happening i think it's even more important that we take care of our, ourselves you know so uh so 
uh, I've always given importance to my health, you know, be it physical or mental. So, you know, I uh, personally, I think the first thing I think uh, anyone should be doing right now is that, you know, is eat well, you know, exercise, you know, you know, try sleeping well. You know, I know it's very tough to say sleep well at times like these, but at least try sleeping well. Because, you know, I think you need to get those foundations right, right? As in uh, for you to be in a position to kind of uh, take rational kind of decisions. Now, second thing, you know, apart from that, um, I think it's important to uh, get, uh, the thing is in business, I've realized meeting a lot of business people is, you know, people uh, don't want to be wrong, right? As in, uh, mm. right, they get stuck in this whole ego, right? Saying, oh, you know, I don't want to back this until I'm forced out of it. Right? So, you know, so, so I think um, it's it's important to realize that ego is actually detrimental uh, running a business, right? especially in, mm-hmm. in really tough times like what we have today or what we will see in the future. Because if you look at what stock markets are doing, stock markets, you know, the way, you know, by its nature, stock markets try to factor in the future. And it's not really factoring just today, right? It's actually factoring in the future as well. And if you see the way the stock markets, you know, the indices are melting, you know, it's actually factoring in a recession for some time, right? As in, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, it's probably factoring in a one, two year proper serious recession, you know? So now, I think what the found, I mean, there is no more hiding away from this. You know, this isn't, uh, I don't think we are in a position where we can say that all of this will, will go away and will be hunky-dory in, in two or three months. I doubt if that's going to happen. And even mm-hmm. if there's a vaccine, by the time the vaccine plays out, et cetera, the economy comes back up. I think it's a one, two year, like a minimum at least. Right. So now I think the first thing the founder has to do now is to sit and say, do, do I have a runway for the next one, two years? You know, it's just like I said, right? Like what I, I'm sitting and doing now is I'm saying if, if say our business makes zero revenue for the next, uh, you know, till when am I okay to be running at zero revenue? Right. Uh, and, uh, and once I know the runway, you know, so I'm saying, am I okay going, waiting Till the you know economy turns around by the time my runway is over, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, so like that's that's my nature. I don't know how it works for everyone. So I'm trying to make, I'm trying to see what point am I okay? You know, I'm trying to make this whole worst possible outcome, right? So I'm saying what could be the worst possible outcome. So uh, now I think you know people, uh, they're, they're, you know. I think this is a time to go back to leading a monk's life, right? As in, you, we all have to get through this problem. So, you know, wherever we can cut costs, I think we have to cut costs. You know, wherever, you know, we build these processes and products which don't really bring any revenue to the business or, you know, or we did it just to please, say, half a percent of our customers and et cetera. And if it's adding a, a big overhead, I think it's these are times where you, you know, go pull it back and, you know, just be as lean as possible uh, because that, because the leaner you are, the more lo- uh, lo- longer you can last right now, right? As in, mm-hmm. uh, yes, but, but this is unprecedented. I mean, I, I've, I don't know if I really have you know, enough experience to be able to share saying what exactly can work. But the way I'm looking at it right now is, is that uh, this is a two-year kind of a recession. 
so we are most likely going to degrow for the next two years in i think almost every business you know maybe the online the guys who you know the online education etc might do well but uh, but i think apart from that i think everyone else is most likely going to degrow uh, and uh, you know don't i'm not going to you know i don't think we should be waiting for the eventuality i think uh, we should be saying that this is going to happen there is there's no two ways about it you know there's no no point hoping for something else right now um so so yeah so what can we do best to make sure you know we have a good you know good way to last through that lean period and uh, if we can't i think i think you know for some of the guys who have not been able to say you know do well for a few you know for some time till now i think it's a good time to pull back you know and just say mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe this isn't it you know i mean i think the smart decisions uh, are also decisions which are knowing when to stop you know it isn't just about Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. <laughs> so, cheers. Very well said. Actually, I I know of founders who are actually considering this uh, this event as uh, kind of an opportunity to revisit, you know, whether they should pull the plug. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the thing is, the the problem, right? Is in I think in India, you know, uh, just you know. It's a very Indian thing, you know. Where, you know, just this whole ego that oh, he they, he's closed his business, so a oh, poor guy, and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just that I think the whole social kind of you know, friends, family, everyone, you know, just I think people end up uh, waiting for too long to pull the plug. You know, if if something is not working, I think uh, you know it. it It's, it's smart thing to kind of pull the plug. The faster you pull, you know, no, the faster you pull, the better the chance you have of actually pulling the plug. Because, the, you know, once the uh, the longer you spend, the more money you spend, the more time you spend. You know, people just keep postponing the decision of pulling the plug. You know? So it's, uh, uh, yeah. but yeah, but but I think you know, see, the thing is, this situation currently is going to force people to pull the plug. but you know before it does you know it maybe is even you know makes sense because it's just starting now you know we're just two weeks into it right this is this is going to last a really long time right as in uh, so if, if people are listening now it's it's uh, you know this is this just the beginning so we just we all of us you know people who are bi- building this businesses you know founders etc we have to be ready for the next one two years of really bad times it's just I don't think there's any getting away from it. Yeah, absolutely. So well said, uh, Nitin, and very well articulated. Actually, I have the final question for you, Nitin. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if I were to look at the next decade of Zerodha, and you know, if you look at a twenty-year uh, or thirty-year uh, <laughs> of a company's life, you know, one or two years can be a bummer, but you know, you are building something for longer. So. Uh, where do you think this will go for you uh, uh, you know forget this temporary crisis right. but right. how are you looking at the next decade of zero then yeah no i mean see the thing is uh, like when i when you know if you would ask me 10 years back when zero that started it was a rupee number you know in the sense did you know i like you know what is the objective of starting this business i was like you know dude i, I want to make this much money and and then you know once 
that much money was made and you know you started making more than that i think you know after a certain point yeah money is not really what's moving you right uh, i think for me personally it's it's been this see like like a country like ours we depend so much on foreign capital to you know kind of uh, determine where our country goes right as in you know it's for stock markets the fis you know for you know for a lot of startups and it's it's vcps you know who are bringing in foreign money and etc right as in but india does have its own wealth you know which is sitting in real estate which is sitting in bank deposits which is sitting in gold and etc right so mm-hmm. i think like if you would ask me what is this what is the point of building zeroda here is is i think we want to be that catalyst to somehow move that money from you know from places which are not helping the country grow to actually you know back entrepreneurs you know be it through stock markets or you know in, you know today it is indirectly through stock markets but maybe you would do something else tomorrow but but the idea is that you know the idea is to be a catalyst to move people you know uh, people's money from all these assets which are not really helping the economy to backing entrepreneurs because if you look at any if you want to become a super economic power this you know as as a country you know so you need local money to be backing local entrepreneurs you know we can't keep relying on this foreign money that can you know that decides to stop come in go out you know anytime at any will you know so um that's essentially what we're trying to do uh, uh, we've done broking till now we've applied for a asset management license we've uh and you know, so yeah so we will we'll figure it all things but everything is 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 with that goal of 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 doing that uh, hmm. also you know until now as a business we have tried to be uh, uh, an execution platform we have tried to be an education platform in a sense if hmm. you have an intent to buy or sell stocks we wanted to be the best place in the country if you have an intent to learn how to buy or sell stocks we wanted to be the best place in the country right but we have realized that being that is not enough you know we need to somehow help uh, people also take these decisions so we building this you know product which uh, which almost nudges people to do the right kind of things when trading you know so uh, so that's something that i'm really kicked about uh, so yeah so so we will keep building like there is no end goal saying you know at the end of 10 years i want to be this uh, hmm. i think it's just a it's just a journey you know so you you just uh, you just keep doing whatever you're doing and you know what happens at the end of 10 years only time will tell and you know this whole right place right time and, and luck and all that plays has to play out you know, so. yeah so so many life lessons uh, nitin from your journey both for business and in individual <laughs> really enjoy <laughs> you know cheers really. Mm-hmm. and uh, you know stay safe uh, stay the way you are and uh, godspeed with everything hey, cheers thanks thanks for having me pankaj thank you nitin